welcome to Six Points Coaching, the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Today we are chatting with Eloise again and she's going to share some valuable insight into what it's like being a Rogers Cup captain. So she's going to share about what happens at training, how often they train, you know, when do they train and also what happens pre and post game as a Rogers Cup player. It's going to be an episode filled with great insight, so let's get straight into it. Really interested in terms of, I suppose, the lifestyle as a Rogers Cup player and captain, I suppose, to just for transparency purposes, mm-hmm. what's it like? What gets supplied for you? Do you get paid? What's the, you know, like compared to community where it's like you're paying to play, you bring your own boots, you, you know, rock up and it's like a volunteer first aid and volunteer coach, volunteer mm. everything. Like, I suppose, what's the, what's the difference? What's the lifestyle like? And obviously you're not, you're not AFLW, so it's, it's not, you know, fully prefer this. Yeah. yeah. But like, we've got a, a bit of a jump in lifestyle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I was actually talking to a few, we, this season we've had a very big shift in team like a lot of the younger community girls are starting to come through and a lot of them have said like I love this so much more than community because it's like more professional yeah I feel like so at Subi we train at we don't train at our home ground because we share it with East Perth and then it's also the men's and then they've got girls teams so it's just uh everyone yeah, yeah. yeah it just clashes so we train at a oval in Chewett Hill we rock up, we do our check-ins with our SNC and manager. And we, I think this is what the coaches have implemented to just, I guess, check in with everyone, see how they're recovering or whatever. So we have to let them know what we've eaten for the day, um, what's the sleep we're getting, um, how we're feeling and just like... Just a general wellbeing chat. Yeah, yeah, like one word to describe your day kind of thing. <laughs> you get a few dramatics like, this happened on the car, in the car on the way here. So my whole day's a write-off. <laughs> and then you kind of was just like, and then it was like, oh, but I had all this amazing stuff happen today. But it's a write-off now because this happened in the car on the way here. Yeah. So it's like a good thing to check in and like they kind of can gauge where we are in recovery or like if we're sore or whatever. And then we have, we have to arrive like 30 minutes early, chuck our stuff in the change rooms. It's just like a community club yeah. change rooms for training. And then... We go out and do a bit of craft or we'll have an hour's education session, um, which the coaches run, and then it's an hour and a half worth of training. Right. So we go... So what's the education session? What's that then involved? Um, So we go into the change rooms and sometimes it will be match review. So there'll be a few clips from the games. Or we also have, say, league coach will come in, he'll talk to us about some things and like how we can improve our game or lines, certain lines we'll go in and we'll talk about like what we can do better or just go through like some general education. Um, and then we've also got mental health training as well, like above the line and below the line behaviours. What can we do better to facilitate everyone, make sure we're checking in with each other? Because um, this season especially I've found that mental health has come out a lot as like an issue that's affecting well not an issue that's like a bad issue but an issue that's affecting 
the game and like what training's like and attitudes are like and the work rate that's going into training, which is I've never experienced ever in my sport, not netball, not footy. Like it's all very mental health orientated, which I'm loving because I'm starting to get really into like mental health because um, and like wellness and stuff like that. But we pretty much, it's just like, what can we do to de-stress? What are these like behaviors and just like. Hmm. And things that can translate into your normal life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is sometimes just day. It's not even footy. It's just like day-to-day life and we've got a wellness officer which is really nice um and then so sometimes that will go for like and 30 minutes to an hour we do snc and then we'll generally train we'll get out of there at like 6 36 45 7 kind of time frames um so that's monday and uh, sorry tuesdays and thursdays and then we also do team selection on tuesday uh thursday nights yeah so we find out our teams on the tu- uh the thursday night and that will be at the end of training. And then game day, that's when it gets all exciting and we all seem professional and we get to go. We come in our black pants, and which a lot of community clubs have. You get your black pants, your black dress shoes, your polos. Um, if it's a home game, we rock up to the change rooms. Say, for example, we've got a nine o'clock game. We'll rock up around 7, 7.30 just to like chill, get a feel of the ground. We'll go out and just have a chat and just go through things as captain I generally have outside of office hours I guess roles like checking in with players um, making plans to talk to the girls about before the game catching up with coaches and stuff like that um, which I haven't experienced in the past but yeah we rock up we get all strapping done some people roll out depending on like soreness and stuff like that take the ground out the leaderboard is horrible yeah some mud pit at the moment eh? (laughs) sometimes they move the center circle over to sides because it gets all like dug up from the boys playing and like sometimes there's green lines and you set up in the wrong spot we didn't even have a circle last week it was just like oh stand here there's no mud here yeah i saw that on the video yeah (laughs) and green lines is a bit funny when grass is green but anyway that's a different topic (laughs) yeah and then we do so we have captain's talk or leadership talk where me and my two other leadership group girls we kind of just do a check-in or if coaches asked us to say anything or reinforce anything we do that then it's straight into game like that's when we're switching on yeah warm-up game prep game prep captain uh coaches will come in we'll have a whole team address then we'll go into line meetings then it's going out for kicking then we have a proper inside warm-up where we're stretching and stuff like that and then it's outside with our snc doing like more run-through stuff um and then we go into a little bit of craft work not too much but just like a little bit and then it's go time yeah cool and then post game post game um i <laughs> this if we're at home we have access to ice baths um so at the leaderboard over our change rooms we've got like a gym area where it's like a big patch of green turf and then there's like a gym in the side and we also have ice baths which are pretty cool so we end up we finish the game we go into the lecture theater coach will have post game address nothing too big it's just like a quick debrief and then 
because we generally go through it at training. Um, and then it's we get changed. We do players, player. So we have three awards, which is like players, player, coaches, and <laughs> the hustler award. It's not that type of hustler, um, but it's just like who's got that drive and like just that competitiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we vote for all of that, um, and then go up for awards to the club rooms at the bar area, and then I end up going in the ice baths. A lot of girls, I'm trying to get more people on board for recovery, but a lot of the girls are like, oh, I don't want to go in for an ice bath. Yeah. Like the idea of it isn't good, but it's really good on the body, I find. And we've just implemented, or the coaches have implemented a recovery day on the Monday. Right. So that's an extra hour session that we can go to. It's not mandatory, but it's just a way to recover because yeah. your body is a bit sore compared to community. You seem like an old lady when you're like... Yeah. What I find funny though is like you got obviously community where it's like you know you do your stretches after the game and then you kind of go home and that's about it. But like when you get to my age and you're just playing socially, it's like no stretching. It's like maybe crack a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very different. Uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Get the electrolytes back into you. <laughs> the youth is definitely not cracking open a beer, <laughs> but it's um, yeah, you kind of have to also take it upon yourself to be responsible. Like yeah. A lot of the girls sometimes don't realize how important sleep is. Like they might go out with friends the night before or whatever. But like when you kind of get to that level, it's it can be taxing on your body compared to community. Like a lot of girls, the jump for girls is so big mm. at the moment. There's no like yeah, so. transition. It's like community, Rogers, league, Aether. Yeah kind of thing so they I think it was actually my coach who was talking to me about it um it takes like a year for the body adapt to adapt to the changes in games yeah and that's the thing like once you go each each step of the way like the levels get um higher the bodies get bigger the mm. game moves faster the tackles are stronger bigger ovals. yeah and so yeah you're running further all those things get compound and it's a um yeah each thing just gets harder and harder and harder yeah yeah um and so you do you like obviously you get your track suit you get your full kit like which you don't get at community you know you get your hat you get your polo and all that jokes yeah Yeah, what are what are the other perks of getting rep footy um obviously getting exposure to say being selected for state teams you're more they obviously have scouts at community but it's generally Scouts for Metro and then Metro, then a lot of the girls play Rogers or like coaches will go in and invite you like, oh, they go out and like scout people and they're like, do you want to come have a go? Um, but yeah, obviously you get your full kit and you feel pretty spec once you get it. Yeah. Brand new. Um, but this season with the men's on board, actually, um, they brought in sponsors. Yeah. So... Obviously, my sponsor, Six Point Coaching. Yours truly, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so they, like, you kind of feel a bit special that you have someone else, like, looking out for your footy and, yeah, it's, you feel like a pro. That's all I, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you feel. It's just more serious, feels better. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you feel like if you're the, prof- like, you're competitive and you like the competition, I guess, and you're like, 
serious about sport you feel pretty spec yeah cool <laughs> and i suppose like everyone wants to know as well is there any money involved like do you get paid or what level do you get paid what's it like in girls footy in general um for the waffle at the moment girls don't get paid um they pay to play yep um or, or they get sponsored they get sponsored yeah yep. um so hopefully in the next couple of years it's going to be introduced for women's league players getting paid i can't see rogers getting paid hmm. um as it's kind of part of the development but at the moment this year the waffle have scrapped resis because it was becoming a pathway where it wasn't development it was kind of just like the limbo phase yeah it was like the girls who were a bit too old to play league but they still want to play waffle yeah. footy so they're going there when you're finding that amateur clubs were better than the resi side which right. is yeah, yeah. a worry because you'd rather have those better players as like a development and you can pull from there for league. So that's been scrapped for the next well, for, years. Yeah, until further notice really, hey? Yeah, yeah, so you don't get paid, yeah. unfortunately. Well, <laughs> that's just the way we're at. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're at with women's footy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose any final comments around like thinking back to when you first started footy and then there was no like no teams available and you had to just okay, well netball it is to now where you know like we're talking that the girls might get paid soon and all that like what what's your your feelings about just how far the game has come? I reckon it's pretty cool because I remember when I had to stop playing footy, I was pretty devo because my childhood best friends they're both boys like we went to kindy together we're still like really good friends. So, like, not being able to play with them and, like, brag that I got number nine for the West Coast Oz Kick jumper. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone wanted it back when Ben Cousins was playing. Um, and I've managed to keep that number playing with Subi, which is, I don't know, it's just a number I've picked up on from. Oh, well, Oz number 20 has been my one because of Simon Black. So. Yeah, it was, like, my flex, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm Ben Cousins. I'm a <laughs> Brisbane supporter, by the way. So, Eagles didn't bother me but yeah no it's I I think it's heading in the right track it's just like almost fast tracked mm. like it's weird compared to when I was year three and they're like oh sorry you can't play with the boys anymore to compared to now where it's like they've got the AFLW girls are getting looking at getting paid in the waffle um just like seeing so many girls playing because mm. even when I was at community it was like trying to scrape together teams yeah or like you get some clubs where you'd be like, are you even like from, like, do you even live in this area? Are you just like pulling girls from like other clubs kind of thing? Yeah, okay, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, no, it is exciting <laughs> as well. If like me just being a footy fan uh, in general, like it's just, it's cool to see people having the opportunity to play that didn't get the opportunity previously. And like as a coach, I get excited with the girls footy more than the boys at the moment because the girls are more grateful for their opportunity because they they didn't have that opportunity mm. beforehand. Um, and they, you know, they want to listen, they want to get better and they don't have as many bad habits that need to be corrected because they it's haven't been, yeah. Fresh. Whereas like with some of the boys, you'll be sitting there going like, you know, like, mate, you've got a few bad habits you need to just fix. And they'll be like, no, no, I'm, I'm the bee's knees. You know, <laughs> you're like, okay, mate, no, that's fine. Like, and you, you, your you problem, I might. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do, yeah. So um, I think like that's the cool thing about girls footy. And in a few years' time, we're going to have those girls that were able to start at Auskick and not have in, any interruption to their footy mm. journey all the way through. They're going to come through very soon. And we, hopefully it's going to be 
quite a lot of talent to witness and hopefully the more coaches and volunteers that get around grassroots footy for girls over you know over time means that they're going to come through uh, with good coaching with good foundational skills and understandings of the game so that when their muscles catch up to them they're they're able to just explode you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i see it as a very exciting future for the game as well yeah it's good for girls as well because you generally find once they reach like high school they stop playing sport Mm. and they kind of miss out on that culture and like that physical activity and they kind of remove themselves because like sport's not cool anymore or like if they're not Mm. hardcore about it they're just like oh whatever whereas even my high school like I could not imagine any of the girls in my year or like a fair few that would actually play football whereas now yeah like a lot more girls are doing it and it's becoming the norm almost I only graduated two years ago and already they have a girls team at my high school now for football yeah which would have been unimaginable back when you're there yeah that's interesting eh so it's very very weird how things have like changed Mm. so quickly yeah it's it's so good though giving them that option so no exciting times ahead hey um yeah i suppose that's uh, that's it for today and we've got covered a lot of stuff that's been awesome yeah and i suppose we're looking forward to keeping an eye on your journey as you dominate at subi and who knows where where it ends up, but exciting times ahead for you as well. Yes, sir. Yes, thanks again to Eloise for coming onto the podcast and providing some awesome insight. We're going to have Eloise back on the show in the future, so we're looking forward to catching up with her then and hearing about how her season has gone. But until then, guys, remember to like and subscribe. Please share the podcast with your friends, especially junior female athletes or footballers who want to take their game to the next level. And remember, you can send us an email at info at sixpointscoaching.com, whether that be for questions you want answered on the podcast or if you want us to coach you and help you take your game to the next level. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a good week. Chat soon.